0: When I think of minimum effective dose, maybe when you think about it, you think, oh, you you want to just do the bare minimum. But that's actually not the case at all. It makes me think of the 80-20 principle where, you know, they say 20% of your input yields 80% of your output. It's sort of that principle. It's like, what's the thing that I can do? that's going to maximize my output, maximize my results. A lot of perfectionists, they try to do all the things and be everything to everyone. And then, yes, they might get... Some results, some, but those results probably came from maybe 20% of that all the effort that they just put in, 20% of what they did. So I like to find what that 20% is, what that minimum effective dose is for my life, for my business, for my coaching. And I like to zero in on that and then use that to drive most of my performance.
1: I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and neuroscience nerd, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for ambitious overachievers and recovering perfectionists who feel stretched thin and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a recovering perfectionist with big career goals, I know how frustrating it can feel to never have enough time in your day or to endlessly procrastinate because you lack the confidence to take action. I spent years understanding how our brains work and the mental habits that get in our way. Each week, I'll share actionable strategies and guest interviews to help you get relief from your to-do list, build your confidence, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome to the Bold Life Podcast, where today we're joined by Kiara Asnowskis to talk about how she went from rock bottom broke and feeling totally lost to becoming a purpose-driven entrepreneur. Kiara is here to explain how you can get out of the hustle and become a productivity boss without sacrificing your health, happiness, or your sanity. Kiara is the founder of Miss Unconventional, and she helps coaches, course creators, and corporate escapists conquer their chaotic schedules, set strong boundaries, and do the right things at the right time for the right reasons. As an Amazon bestselling author of Permission to Pivot Granted and host of the Productive Boss podcast, Kiara empowers women to make profitable and productive pivots and design a life in perfect alignment with their personality, passions, and purpose. Welcome, Kiara. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Byers. I'm super excited to be here with you today. I am really excited as well. So I know I shared a little bit in your intro about how you went from being totally broke and feeling lost in your career to changing things and becoming that purpose-driven entrepreneur. Can you share a little bit more about your story, kind of what happened and what got you to this point?
0: Yes. So I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version because even I, on my own platform, never go through my whole story because I've lived about five to seven lives now at this point. (laughs) But I will say that when I was at that rock bottom moment, it was right after I graduated college. I had realized I had basically went into a degree that was just really broad. Like you really needed to be specific if you wanted to do anything meaningful with it. And so I kind of felt lost. I didn't know what I was going to do. I had recently quit my serving job. Uh, I was like, okay, what do I do now? I can't live in Pittsburgh. It's sucking the life out of me. And I called up my friend Tanika, who I'm still friends with to this day. She lives like three minutes away from me. But she said, why don't you just come to Maryland? At the time, like I said, I was living in Pittsburgh. And She's like, why don't you just come to Maryland? I don't have... An extra room, but I have a couch. It's yours if you want it. Literally, she offered this to me. I had no money, no nothing to offer wow. her at the time. So she was just sort of, you know, being that being what I needed at the time was just a little bit of an olive branch. Yeah, <laughs> and so I went there. And when I tell you that things just all, they just kept going wrong. So like I was going to, I thought I was going to work as a management trainee with enterprise. That didn't work out. I kept getting my car towed in like just the most random times too. When I had like $9 in the account, it would get towed. Like just things like that, that were happening. And she lived on the 18th floor. I was like, you know what? I'm about to I can't, and I don't like to joke about it, but that's like where I was. It, it was not a joke at that time. Like I was legitimately contemplating it, just ending it all because it was becoming too much. And when I looked in the mirror, I just didn't like what I saw. I, I didn't like the fact that I wasn't where I wanted to be. You know, I'm a Leo, Enneagram 8, INTJ, very, very goal oriented and ambitious. And so to have that period of my life where I had no direction, no goals, no, um, no hope really. I was losing um, hope. It was a very, very dark place for me. And, um, And so I ended up staying with her for a few months working at Hooters as a server. And eventually she's like, Oh, I think I'm going to move in with my new boyfriend. So, and so I had to get out of there, right? I had to, um, ask my dad. I had to humble myself. I had never asked my dad for anything in life up until that point. So I asked if I can come live with him in Atlanta and literally. Right when I got there, my car was on the verge of being repossessed. So like I had to figure something out. And I kid you not, the day before my car was repos- repossessed, I went to a mass interview event for Norwegian Cruise Line Pride of America. And they had, they were hiring for a bunch of different roles, like servers, bartenders, like state, stateroom stewards and all that type of stuff. So of course my, my, that whole college career, like I was serving and so I, I, um, I applied for that. And so I got the job that day. Now, mind you, this is working on a cruise ship in Hawaii. They pay for everything. They pay for your, your living expenses, your food, they pay for you to get to the training. I'm like, what other job? I'm like, okay, God, I see you. You're really trying to make sure that I yes. don't end it all. So he gave me that, that big, um, opportunity and I seized it. The next day my car was repossessed but it didn't matter because I was on the I was on the road to like having full-time employment with all of my expenses covered and that that opportunity is what put me back on track. It gave me hope again. and made me believe. And from there, I was teaching English abroad uh, in South Korea. Then from there, I was teaching English in Afghanistan. Went from there to studying for my MBA in Croatia, and it was like an upward trajectory from that moment. But in between, there was those dips. You know, you have always have the valleys and the like, the lows. And that's what it was for me. So it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows after that, but it was, it was that catalyst that I needed that sort of saving grace, so to speak. And so, um, yeah, between then and now, I've made a plethora of pivots. I've given myself to Pivot permission to pivot so many freaking times that I can't count. And so now I am a productivity coach and lifestyle design strategist. And I teach, you know, coaches, course creators and service based entrepreneurs how to really conquer their chaotic schedules, guarantee their goals and become a productive boss without having to sacrifice their self care. Because I truly believe that you don't have to sacrifice one in pursuit of the other. You don't have to sacrifice your self-care in pursuit of your purpose and you don't have to sacrifice your purpose in pursuit of your self-care. And so that's the message that I'm putting out today. But that is really the shortest way (laughs) that I can give it to you. And it wasn't even that short.
1: That was great. I love that. And I definitely want to um, get your perspective on self-care and balance. But before we do that, can we talk about pivoting a lot? Because I get lots of questions from our community about this. We have lots of very... Driven career focused folks in our community who, for various reasons, maybe aren't happy with where they are right now. Maybe they're still, you know, employed. They're not kind of at that rock bottom, but they're really frustrated, but they're also scared to make that pivot and to jump into something new. Is that something you talk to your clients about?
0: Oh, all the time. And that's why I ended up writing the book because you know, Tanika and I went, we, we did, and this is my best friend that lent me her couch, remember? Um, we went um live on IG one day and we were just talking about like all the different pivots we made in our life. We we're like, yeah, permission to pivot granted. Well, one of my friends reached out and said, Kira, you should write a book. That is a book. And I was like, okay. And so I literally ended up writing a book about what it means to grant yourself permission to pivot when the situation you're in is no longer serving you. And it doesn't just mean in one particular area of your life. I address pivoting in all areas of your life, including career. But that's like, that's the area that's the most common, you know, that we talk about the most, right? But I'm talking about education, relationships, everything. And so when it comes up in my conversations with my clients, I asked them like a series of questions to make sure that they're not trying to pivot just because it's hard because I'm like if you're going to abandon an ambition just because it got a little rough you're going to be constantly pivoting because everything that you get into that's a, that's worthwhile it's going to be it's going to be rough it's going to be hard it's going to take some you know a little bit of blood sweat tears so I I asked them you know are the circumstances right now, where you're at right now, is it is it currently out of alignment with your personality, with your passions, with your purpose? And if they don't know what those things are first, then that's a self-awareness issue. So then we I have to take them back. I'm like, okay, well... It sounds to me like first you have to cultivate a little bit more self awareness before you can make a profitable and productive pivot. Because what's happening is people just want to pivot out of their current circumstance because it's uncomfortable. It's unbearable, but they're not thinking about what they're pivoting into. And if you're, if you don't pay close attention to what you're pivoting into, then you're going to be right back where you started. It's going to be like, excuse me, but like same shit, different toilet type of situation. Yes. You know what I mean? So I, I I encourage them. That's the biggest piece. And that's why the book, um, that's the first chapter is, you know, the less self-aware you are, the more painful the pivot. And so because I want people to start there, you know, if you're thinking about the fact that you're unhappy in your job. OK, well, what about what aspects of your job didn't align with who you are? You know, what are you asked to do every day that just kind of eats away at your soul? So you know, the next time not to, get, you know, get a job or a career that, that does that, that asks you, uh, that asks the same, the same thing of you.
1: Yes. I really like that. I think that's such an important point. And I, we see that pattern often, right? I know I've done it before myself. I've shared on the show how I, you know, I worked in a hospital for a long time. I got frustrated with my career there and I prov- pivoted first to private practice, but I was doing the same type of work as what I was doing. So different setting. So some of that, you know, the stress with bureaucracy and management and that stuff was removed. I had more freedom, but it was the same work. And then a few years later, I was just as frustrated because I hadn't really gotten clear on, you know, what is it that I don't like about what I'm doing? What's not, like you said, aligned with me, what's not working with me. And I had just moved from one setting to another setting, which ended up having the same Problems, and I think a lot of us fall into that trap. Absolutely,
0: absolutely, and it's no like I. I always tell people, you can. We're we're living longer and longer every day. You could probably screw things up about a hundred different times before you eventually have to get it together. So, like, yeah. don't worry about being in this constant state of experimentation. If that's your story, like, that's been my story. I've been constantly experimenting, and it was only through that experimentation that I actually found. You know found my my purpose. And so had I not just, you know, taken the risk, gone for it, I may I may have never stumbled upon this thing that I'm, I've been called to do. And so what I tell people is if you're looking for, you know, if you're looking to find out what your purpose, if you're struggling to find out what that is, um, there's two ways that you can do it. One is you want to ask yourself the question, what do I hate to see other people struggling with? And I hate it so much that I want to be a part of the solution for them. That if you can answer the question, that will help you get closer to your, your purpose. What you also want to do is stay in motion. Meaning because like I don't think a lot of people understand that momentum and motivation It all stems from being emotion. It's not from some outside source Like you're not going to just yes, you read a book you become inspired but motivated when you want to feel motivated Start moving do anything towards the you know Take one step towards your goals and even if that goal that you've set right now is no longer like a relevant goal and you don't know what the next goal should be, just just keep moving towards it and the pathway will reveal itself to you. Because what I see a lot of people doing is they just stay stagnant because they don't have all the answers, because they can't, they can't see the, the vision from a bird's eye view. Well, if you stay there, you're definitely not gonna be able to figure it out because oftentimes the next step isn't even revealed to us until we've taken the first.
1: Right. Yeah. Yes, I, I definitely get that. And we've talked about that in this community a lot as well, of that hesitancy to take a step until we know the perfect solution, right? Until I know absolutely when 100% this is going to work out. And so, like you said, we stay stagnant in this place of not moving or waiting forever for this perfect solution that is unlikely to present itself. Or like you said, we might miss opportunities that we would never even have considered. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: It's, I really it's like that. Mm-hmm. It's a game changer. It's a game changer.
1: I also really liked that question that you said to think about of, you know, where do we see someone else struggling and we want to help with that solution? And, and that I think is a great way. Sometimes we've talked before on the show about kind of finding our why and finding our purpose and about how it, it can be so much more motivating when it's connected to something outside of ourselves, right? Wanting to help our community or help our family. And I think that's a great point as well.
0: Absolutely. I always say, and and this is my like loose uh, paraphrasing of Frederick Nietzsche. He said, um, you need to have a why that's strong enough to weather the struggles of the how. Now, obviously like that's like my paraphrase. I'm sure he didn't say yeah. it exactly. Like, he was way more eloquent than I am, <laughs> but <laughs> um, but that's, that's the case. And I always ask like as a part of my like 10 step like goal alchemy formula, I'm like, okay, so what's your why? And remember this why needs to be strong enough to weather The struggles of the how, because there will be struggles along the way. And I give my example I'm like, my why is the longer I wait to be who God has called me to be, the longer good people will suffer, and I can't have that. So, like, every time I think about that, You know, it gets me. It gets me going. And so when I'm, you know, every once a week, once a week out of the month, when I'm ready to throw the hubby away, the life away, the business away, because (laughs) I'm PMSing, (laughs) I think about my why, and I'm like, okay, I still got to show up, you know. But I definitely give myself
1: grace during that time. Yeah, so good. Like I said, the other thing I'd love to hear are some of your thoughts on are productivity, especially for our community, which is full of overachievers and recovering perfectionists who love to sacrifice their own well-being and self-care for that hustle and just trying to get more done. Can we talk a little bit about that?
0: Absolutely. Okay. So, I geek out on this stuff. You, you called okay. the right girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. No. So, when it comes to productivity, like, my, you read it a little bit in the introduction. Um, The way that I view productivity is about doing the right things at the right time for the right reasons in the right way. So, for those, you know, perfectionists out there, there is, you know, sort of like a right way to do things. For me, you, I don't know if you've ever heard of the term the like minimum effective dose. I believe it was made popular with the, the four hour, I think it was the four hour body by Tim Ferriss. Right. Yeah, vaguely. It's normally a term that's purely associated with uh, with exercise, like in fitness, right? But I like to take that term "minimum effective dose" and apply it to my business and to my lifestyle, and so it doesn't mean. And this is actually my first time mentioning this on a podcast interview. So I'm actually excited to talk about this um, because it's something that's always in my head. But I'm like, nobody's going to want to listen to this. But I've, <laughs> actually, I've actually figured out a way to <laughs> break it down so that it's not super boring. Okay. So the, when I think of minimum effective dose, maybe when you think about it, you think, oh, you you want to just do the bare minimum. But that's actually not the case at all. It's It makes me think of the 80-20 principle where you know they say 20% of your input yields 80% of your output. It's sort of that principle. It's like, what's the thing that I can do that's going to maximize my my output, maximize my results? A lot of perfectionists, they try to do all the things and be everything to everyone. And then, yes, they might get some results, some, but those results probably came from maybe 20% of that, all the effort that they just put in 20% of what they did. So I like to find what that 20% is, what that minimum effective dose is for my life, for my business, for my coaching. And I like to zero in on that and then use that to, to drive most of my, most of my performance. And what I, when I tell you, when you just follow one course until success, keep the main thing, the main thing, like Brendan Burchard always says, you will will, uh, yield so much, you know, so much more tangible results than trying to do all the things and be everything to everyone. Really what you're doing is you're just burning yourself out and you're only getting like a little bit, a little bit of juice from that. And so I, I highly recommend that, you know, if you are someone who just, loves to be busy all the time just for the sake of being busy, I want you to think about the what are those activities that you do that you know are the most important in your business or in your life that actually make a difference, that actually moves the needle for you. And then I just want you to start the day doing those things. And then I want you to challenge yourself to do nothing else the rest of the day but that and see if you don't get the exact same results or even better because you've now zeroed in, you've now focused on your minimum effective dose. And so like there's science behind this when it comes to fitness, right? People think that they have to be In the gym for an hour in order to see results. And the, the, the truth of the matter is, if you're not training for some weightlifting competition, it is not the case. You can do a specific set of exercises that will give you the exact same within 10 minutes that can give you the exact same results as someone who's just spent 45 minutes in the gym. That is proven. That is, that is research back. And I don't see how that can apply to our lifestyle and our business either. Like, I don't see where the, where the disconnect would be. It all makes sense. It all aligns with me. This is how my brain. (laughs) It's <laughs> stay So, yeah. So, um, so I, this is, that's what I believe is one part of it. Um, I also, I mean, girl, I can talk to you about productivity <laughs> at, uh, you know, hacks and frameworks and stuff. I have the conquer method that I go through with my clients and my new course and, and my one on one coaching. So, like, there's just so many different things. But if I'm speaking directly to that perfectionist, I just want you to narrow, like, narrow your focus just a bit and, and find that 20%
1: yeah I really like that. We talked on the show before about getting into the the trap of spending our days doing busy work, and that sounds like a lot of what you're talking about, right? Spending all this time on these little tasks that don't actually move that needle, like you said they don't actually take us forward and often you know what I have found with my clients and for my work is that we do this work because it is easier and it makes us feel good right like it feels good to check those twenty things off the task, but those you know that twenty percent that actually moves the needle is often hard to do. It's scary stuff. Do you find that as well?
0: Absolutely. See what I call it whenever we're just inundating ourselves with busy work, it's called productive procrastination because Ooh, like even that. though even though it's it's busy work, it's making us feel productive without actually doing that big hairy thing, that big frog that we need to do, right? And so I also say, That if you're one of those, you just, you like getting those little small dopamine hits just from doing that one little thing that doesn't really move the needle, then you have to start assessing, okay, so what are my needle moving tasks and what are my shallow tasks? My needle moving tasks are the tasks that are within my specific zone of genius. Basically, it requires my focused attention. I can't delegate this to someone else. I can't automate it using some sort of software. I can't, you know, um, I can't defer it to a later date because it needs to get done for other things to get done. That's the needle moving task. Once I've identified that, I know that that's my focus. Now the shallow tasks, they are important as well. They need to get done, but they don't necessarily need to be done by you, right? So like, this is, like my, my no-help Hallie avatar, you know, who just wants to do all the needle moving and the shallow touch. She wants to take it all on because she feels like if it's not being done by her. It's not being done properly. And so therefore she has to be the boss, be superwoman and do all the things. But really that shallow task, once you come up with it, that thing that, that those, those tasks that can be delegated to someone else because they can do it faster, probably more efficiently and even better than you, or it can be automated with, because it's a repetitive task that, that you can find a software to automate for you, or, you know, outsource it through some sort of service figure out what those tasks are and then get the help you need. Like I I like to channel my inner Natalie Ekdahl. dog know if you know her, she's the podcast host of the Bitch Chicks podcast. And she says, I believe that mamas should hire as much help as they can afford. And I'm like, yes, Natalie, tell us. Because sometimes, you know, I have a client right now who's a mother. She's a stay-at-home mom. And she she was like, it was like a huge weight had been lifted off her shoulders. Because I was like, yes, as a stay-at-home mom, you are responsible for everything in the household getting done. It doesn't mean you have to be the one to do it. It's like, consider yourself the house manager. I was like, you can absolutely outsource that diet. if you want to use you know freshly to purchase your the meals for, for lunch for the week and pop those into the you know oven or the microwave so that you don't have to be preparing three meals a day, you can absolutely do that. If you want someone to come in once a month and do a deep cleaning of your home, you can absolutely do that. Don't think that just because you're a stay-at-home mom that you have to do all of the things because that's your quote-unquote only job. And this is not what I'm saying that's what she said. I'm like, "Only job? You have two two boys. That's two full-time jobs if you ask yeah. me." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just empowering women to look at their their task a little bit differently and you know, be unapologetic about either hiring the help that they need or deploying the help through, you know, software and things like that through technology.
1: Yeah, I really like that. And I think you bring up an important point too is sometimes when, um, you know, we're entrepreneurs or business owners or career focused women, we only think about delegating at work, but delegating at home can also save some of that mental energy and space as well. So, where can we get help outside so that I have more energy when I'm at work to put towards those things? I think that's a great strategy.
0: Absolutely. And that's why I, that's why I, I, I speak to, yes, productivity, but I also say lifestyle design because they go hand in hand. And so I was just writing um, the sixth chapter. Was it the sixth? No, the fifth chapter of my book yesterday because I'm almost done with the latest book. But I was talking about the three types of systems we all need in our life. We need a self-care system. A business system right or business or professional System like if you're just in corporate America you can also have a system for Your career for your job so don't Think that systems are just for entrepreneurs Because they are not and then also um, A lifestyle system and So within these systems are Systems and I know I'm going to be losing some People here who are (laughs) just like "Kiera, stop it but like It's a lot of it's a lot of um, Work on the front end to set up But it will save you so much time on the Back end so like for example having Self care system. Knowing when you're going to have your non negotiable self care days throughout the week or month. Um, knowing when you're going to travel, like you know, for again self care and like having that built into your your schedule already in in, in advance. So it's, it's something to look forward to, you know. And then understanding which software, which um who, which software you need for your business or for your for your job, who, who will help you? How will you, what does uh, hiring help look like? What would, what will they do? What are their tasks going to be like? Just having systems in place for that. And then lifestyle, like for me, I do love to cook, but only on like a Saturday, like, you know, during my non-negotiable, like self-care day, I don't like to cook throughout the week because I'm, I'm in boss mode and I cannot afford to, you know, make, Three meals a day is partly why a couple years ago I switched to intermittent fasting. I eat like one, one and a half meals a day because I was like, you know what, prepping meal prep and all is taking too much time. I can figure out so much <laughs> a better use of my time. But anyway, I that's why I started using Freshly. They deliver me six meals a week. I pop them in the freezer or the refrigerator, and when I'm when they're ready to go, it's not like you know HelloFresh where you have to prepare the ingredients that they send you. No, it's already a meal ready, and I pop it in the the microwave. And so that's another system. And then, you know, there was a time when, you know, going back to the self-care system where I had someone coming in once a week, once every other week to my house through the Soothe app to do, like, massages, full-body massages, because obviously we sit down a lot um, with, you know, coaching and all that stuff. So, like, things like that, like having someone come to your house every other week to clean, like that's a system that you can put into place. But do you see how when I don't have to worry about things like that, I can give my best self and my full attention to my business because I'm not living in a house that's cluttered. I'm not thinking about what I'm going to prep for the meals. You know, I'm not thinking about any of that stuff. I'm just thinking about my needle moving tasks within my business. So it all works together to create so, so that you can optimize the life that you
1: dream about. I love that. I just wanted to mention for everyone listening, you mentioned your no help Hallie avatar. For everyone listening, Kiara has a quiz, productivity problem quiz. I took it and I am a no help Hallie, which means that I like to do everything. Delegating is an issue for me, especially when I become stressed. I know that my go-to when I'm stressed is to try to take on everything and take control of everything. And so I like having systems and routines like that in place so that when I get to that point where I am feeling overwhelmed, all of that's already set up for me. So I don't have to worry about you know, meal planning or what day I'm going to do my laundry on or when I'm going to get to the gym because I already have that in my schedule. I think that's a great strategy.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. The productivity personas are like... I came up with those because I wanted to personify my ideal client. So like, in my ideal client usually deals with one of those five problems, right? They're either a no boundaries, Barbara, which is the biggest one, right? They're either a no clarity, Kara, a no systems, Sandra, a no help, Holly, or a no focus, Fiona. And so I, you know, I wanted to create these personas, not to drag anyone, but to, to put, you know, bring to the forefront what the issue really is. And then, you know, say, Hey, here's your profile. Here's where the mistakes, here's how it probably shows up in your life. And then I enter them into a free email course that talks time management, but I also promote the conquer your chaos crash course, which was specifically designed to help all five of these avatars, right? Because it it goes through the conquer method, Um, you know, customize your routines, overcome your overwhelm, narrow your focus, quit prioritizing shallow tasks, up-level your systems, evaluate and elevate your environment and record your efforts daily. That's what the conquer method stands for. And so each of those productivity personas are being helped in each of those, (laughs) those uh, modules, so so to speak. And so yeah, it was, it was all very intentional and very well like thought out and planned.
1: I love it. I'm going to put the link to your quiz in the show notes for everyone, if anyone wants to take it, and then they can find out more about their persona and more about your course as well. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You're very welcome. Next question. I know we talked about your book already, and I'll link to that as well. But this is a new question I'm asking everyone. If I was your best friend, what book would you recommend that I read? It can be fiction or nonfiction.
0: Okay. I read a ton of books. Nice. (laughs) I probably (laughs) already read 50 books just this year. Um, But I would say if you were my bestie and we were like on the same wavelength, I would definitely... Suggest that you read outwitting the devil by napoleon hill. It is an old one from the 1930s It was under lock and key for about 70 years. They would not publish this book Really? Um, it it was it would have been extremely problematic (laughs) And it probably is today but shoot everything is extremely problematic today, right? So they ended up I think finally, um Publishing it, and I think 2011. But Outwitting the Devil was one of the best books I've ever read, and I've I've recommended it to my sister, my mom, my husband. My husband, I'm a Christian. My husband, not even a believer, and he loved that book because it wasn't about like being a Christian or anything like that. So don't get don't be confused by the title, Outwitting the Devil. He's having a conversation, but it is powerful. It doesn't matter what what religion you are, anything like that. It is very very powerful.
1: Oh, fantastic. Is Napoleon Hill, is that Think and Grow Rich as well? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. He is the author of Think and Grow Rich. Perfect. Okay. I'm going to put that in the show notes. Thank you. And I'm going to add it to my book list. I have not read or heard of that one before, so I'm going to track it down.
0: When you love it, just reach out to me and be
1: like, I love this. (laughs) Yeah. Good recommendation. Good. Yes. Thank you again for being on the show today. I think these were some great tips on how we can, you know, find that point in our lives where we feel comfortable making that pivot and how we can, you know, prioritize those tasks that really help us take care of not just what we need to get done at work, but also our mind, body, soul, relationships, all areas of our lives.
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. And so if folks want to learn more about you, they want to get involved in some of your programs, where's the best place to go? The best
0: place right now, you can follow me on Instagram at MissUnconventional underscore. And then also like if you're interested, you'll, you'll have the link to the, the yes. quiz. There's no real like just regular link. So I can't say the link for the quiz, but also if you're interested in the Conquer Your Chaos Crash Course, um, you can download the free blueprint at conqueryourchaosblueprint.com just to get it just to get an overview.
1: Yes, I'll put all those links in the show notes for folks as well. Thank you again for being here and thank you everyone for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers and this is the Bold Life Podcast.